Hi, you're listening to Boggy Talk, Faith Conversations in the Mud, a resource of Church on Bayshore. Boggy Talk is recorded on Boggy Bayou in Niceville, Florida, and is hosted by Justin Wyatt and James Ross, pastors at Church on Bayshore. We typically want every matter of faith and life to have crystal clear answers, but it isn't always that easy. This podcast digs in to help Christians think with a kingdom mentality about topics that sometimes get muddy and bog us down. So let's dive in. Hey, and welcome to Boggy Talk. Hope you're doing well. Thanks for joining us. And joining me here is James Ross, lead pastor here at Church on Bay Shore. You doing all right, buddy? Man, I am great. I feel refreshed. It's fall. It's fall. And, and it actually, it like, no, it's fall. It's, it's fall. fall. Until December 21st, uh, it is officially fall. And okay. it actually feels a little bit like fall. Okay. So that's nice. We finally yeah. get a little taste of that. It's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a great two weeks in Florida. By taste, do you mean pumpkin spice? No. Are you I'm, a pumpkin spice I'm guy? I'm anti-pumpkin Are you spice. Really? I do not like that. I feel like, I don't just feel, I know that that's just, ugh. Heck no, HMO. Yeah, not HMO. <laughs> uh, what are they called? Uh, G, GMO. GMO. Yeah, yeah. Like, HMOs too, though. I don't like, like HMOs either. <laughs> it's like, isn't that healthcare? Yeah. Um, yeah. You need yeah. an HMO from the GMO. I love coffee. I roast my own coffee beans, and I just like coffee with a little I, well you know it's actually cheaper so i was that's gonna say that's because true. i'm so cheap but <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> justin is just so frugal you're like five dollars <laughs> no terrible. way no way i'm spending that um yeah so it is it, it actually is like nice to have hot coffee in the mornings yeah cool yeah. weather it's so good and hey some fun things been happening here yeah. at the church we had d now weekend with our d students now. which that was, was great. awesome yeah and uh and then uh this past sunday we had we celebrated orphan sunday yeah it was um, great powerful and i what i love about orphan sunday is that uh, it wasn't just us it wasn't like this idea that we came up with but it's uh, thousands <laughs> of churches right uh, across the world it actually um began uh in uh oh gosh which country though um i think just make one up it's well that's terrible because I, <laughs> I it is such a pet peeve of mine when things come from the continent of africa and people are just like over there in africa and i'm like there's a country i'm pretty sure it's zambia though it doesn't um, rain in africa right, right. Or will it rain what's the song you know what I'm talking about? Come on, you're the song. Rain down and oh, yeah. Send it. Okay. Send there you it. Go. Yeah. Um, so they don't necessarily comment on whether there is rain or not. That's they right. just ask for it. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we uh, back to <laughs> so it was it's great. And uh, so this coming week, we're picking back up with uh, He is Greater Than Tradition right. on Sunday mornings. And uh, and really, uh, we're in this series talking about some of those things yes. uh, as we're talking about traditions and maybe uh, stereotypes of, of traditions of Christians. And we've, yeah. we've talked talked over the past few weeks and Bobby talk about some of those uh and today we're picking up with this uh problems with Christians that Christians can be perceived and seen as being sheltered. Yeah, or too sheltered too maybe sheltered is the better is, way. Yes, yeah. because and there's some good in shelter. It's like we're changing gears a little bit here, yeah. right? Or change maybe take a Little left turn, little you know? left turn, little yeah. you know, just some, you know, we like to keep you on your toes. Like, what are they going to talk about? Yeah. We didn't, we did not tease what we're talking about today. So, uh, so, so. Justin, what do you mean sheltered? I mean, so there's the stereotype of sheltered, ah, like, you know, that we actually, people see our family and they see what we drive, that we drive a 12 passenger van. And so they assume that uh, Christy's going to wear her hair in a bun ah. and no makeup and that all of our children are homeschooled and which that's, oh, if you do that, we're going to talk about some of that, but mm -hmm. that there's just a stereotype that goes along that. And then that Christians are then 
uh, out of touch with what's yeah. going oh, on yeah. in yeah. reality. Uh, we are not just out of touch, but a bit prudish mm. about being mm. out of touch. That like mm. being out of touch is like the, you know, an extra fruit of the spirit or something like love, joy, peace, patience, and out of touch with the culture. Cause we are way better than that. Yeah. Um, that's kind of what I'm talking about. I remember hearing a pastor say one time that like, if, if Jesus was going to come back and reinstitute the 1950s, most churches would be ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yeah, based on if you walk into the sanctuary, it's you like know. The, still the same. Even that, for me, it's like when you go in an, an older church like that and it still looks like that, it's not just what it looks like, but there is a distinct smell too mm. that it's like, mm. this just smells old. Yeah. I don't know what that is. It's not Ours like, just smells like it's on the Bayou. On the bayou, you walk <laughs> yeah. in, you're like, wow, it smells like fish. I feel, I feel like I'm in water in our sanctuary. And it's like our properties guys, like I'm doing everything I can, yes. but they literally built this campus on water. I know when we, uh, yeah. when we show up on Sunday mornings, like, you know, first one's here and the worship team is going through stuff. Like there's times it's like, we're sweating and yeah. like, it's like, it's, and then it finally. Well, and I require you to bring it to a certain level of humility, That's humidity, right. humidity before I walk into the building. That's right. That was a, I that was a good slip to... there. Cause I need to be more <laughs> yeah. humble. We do need to be more humble yeah we don't we don't you want know our it, it, so, so part of what like organized us talking about this was the book on christian and 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 then other things that have been said about um christians and i, I do feel like that maybe this was even more of a stronger sentiment back when we were kids mm -hmm. back when we were in high school because that was kind of I think there was this massive, like coming out of Reagan into Clinton as president, this massive was, culture shift. Yes. The internet. And I think Christians were like perceived to be like very slow to, to mm -hmm. come to accept some of those things. Yeah. And it was also the age of, well, Aquarius. <laughs> this is the dawning of the age. Okay. You uh, had a good point. There you go. Uh, it was also the age of every, like, for everything there existed in culture, there was yes. there, there was the Christian version yes. of it. And it was seen as this, this is how Ju we're going Juicy to shelter. fruit, Jesus fruit. Yes, or like the Reese's shirt. It was like Jesus, King yes. of Kings, you know. Yes. But then like even in- Coca-Cola. Yeah. Jesus, the real thing. I mean, we had charts. Left uh, behind. In, yes. Oh, wow. That's a, that's what yeah. we could get into. But like- um, We're going to leave that we behind. Had these, <laughs> we're going to leave that behind. But we had these charts, like in student ministry, we had these charts. It was like if you like this band here's no who you, you should listen to. no you didn't yeah because that was like i didn't grow up in church so yeah there was a thing it was like if you like so and so this band i can't think of any right now but because if I'm you so like dr out. dre there's <laughs> one popular black christian artist so <laughs> yeah. you should like him but it was it was it was it was a chart like they like produce these and you can like hang them up in your student room and give them out. And it was, it was also the After age of you that. burned your CDs at YouTube. That's right. And you, yeah, at the, the bonfire, bonfire like yeah, yeah. break them all. Um, if you so, like Green Day, you'll really like Reliant K because <laughs> they right. rhyme. <laughs> but it was this like, <laughs> it was a reaction to yeah. we want to be count. It was instead of being countercultural, countercultural, which we should be, it was like anti-cultural. Right. And, and I yeah. think a lot of people now look back and, and realize that a lot of that was maybe well-intentioned, but wrongly executed. And some yeah. of it was wrongly intentioned too. But the, I think the issue is, is now Christians who grew up in that are now parenting. And so we, we've got to realize our own baggage and all of this and recognize ways we were affected by that and ways like correcting so our tendency when we are correcting something about culture or the way we grew up is to 
overcorrect mm-hmm. and overcompensate. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to do that. It's not that we shouldn't somehow and be intentionally sheltering ourselves yeah. and sheltering our families from certain things. But we should not also say, well, that was silly. Uh, it's so silly to say, if you like this band, here's the Christian band. Usually. Yeah. So anything my kids want to listen to or watch, I'm going to be okay right. with that. That's right. an overreaction. And uh, well, I, th- I think a nuance to this too, is that, you know, unfortunately, Anytime there's people buying something, people will sell it. Yeah. And so, like, I think that there were definitely people who saw, hey, there's this opportunity to capitalize on the fact that culture has changed. Christianity hasn't embraced culture. How can we kind of create our own subculture, you know, and 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 sell books to yeah. them and sell CDs to them and sell T-shirts to them? And I think that uh, that certainly is a nuance. And I think this whole thing is nuanced. I mm-hmm. do think that, yes. you know. And I want to be careful, deliberate in what I say uh, about some of these things because I, I do realize that you know I may I, there may be a soundbite and right. and I mean more than that. Right. So I, I'll just go ahead and say now, like if either one of us, it's probably going to be me more than him, say something <laughs> that you don't like. Please reach out to me yeah, for clarification, clarification. Or, or a friendly debate. So well, I think too, it's helpful to frame this uh, in terms of an illustration you used a few weeks ago on Sunday morning about. Um, and you use the pyramid and the top of the pyramid yeah, right. doctrines. And these are the non-negotiables. So we're not talking about like whether or not we're shelter, you know, sheltering from the right doctrine. Right. But then underneath that, there's uh, convictions uh, which are informed by scripture. Right. And there is room to have for people to have different convictions about specific issues mm-hmm. uh, that maybe the Bible isn't super clear, not would say clear on, but does it say this is the that way? The application of the doctrine might look different yes. in different contexts, even if that's two yes. houses. And then, yes, up. and then the bottom of that pyramid being preferences. And that's where there's, this is just, I like this more than that. And this is my preference. And being careful, I think this is uh, within Christianity. This is yeah. where we talked about being judgmental. This is where Christians are really judgmental towards each other a lot because yeah, we yeah, we, we view things as preference mm-hmm. as that should be their conviction mm-hmm. uh, and we start to judge people for their choices yeah, uh, f- for how they maybe uh, how they parent how yeah. they lead their family lead themselves and really how they settle themselves on some of the issues of sheltering that we're talking about right now yeah so let's kind of redirect this we kind of went off on a little sidebar there but us um, really no. Nah, never. Uh, Yeah, I think some of the ways that Christians have been perceived as being too sheltered or countercultural or um, separationist, if you want to use that, are in the area of schooling. Um, and that, you know, we create Christian schools, you know, and we create, uh, and I'm speaking about this neutrally right now. We, we, we homeschool those, those kind of things. And, and while there are certainly um, non Christians who, create private institutions and homeschool by and large, at least in America, I think that the majority, the majority. of those are professing believers. <laughs> then also when it comes to science, at least when I was a kid um, and, you know, again, not growing up in church and just kind of coming to faith at not in ninth grade. One of the things I was wrestling with is like, I'm learning all these things about science. And yet Christians seem to kind of 
be on the opposite side of that. Like there's mm-hmm. creationism versus evolutionism, you know, or, or, and, and you could fill in the blank about yeah, several different so many things. Issues, yep. Um, I think also you, you hit on this exposure to culture, yeah, media, yeah. what we're watching, what we will watch, won't watch, will listen to, won't listen to, uh, there, there have to be decisions made, but, uh, I think, in the era that I grew up in, like, it was like, how, how many times, like, will you hear people our age be like, oh, I've never seen that movie. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, why? Well, well, my just parents wouldn't let us watch that, you yeah. know, or that cartoon. And like, yeah. for like, I grew up, it was like, we, whatever reason, like, we couldn't watch the Smurfs. And I think it was because yeah. like, you know, there was sorcery. like, there was sorcery right? involved. Magician, like, the guy, the other dude, yeah, the, the big ma- dude. And then, and He-Man, because it was like, by the power of Grayskull. And we would sneak and watch it. Sorry, mom and dad. Uh, but, it was seen as like that's and so rather than talking through mm-hmm. those things like that was my parents conviction and so that's how they raised us and it's i i do not look back and think i'm yeah. so deprived because we couldn't watch the smurfs uh well, so we didn't go grow up in church you know my mom listens to some of this sometimes and they were just like <laughs> bart simpson's a great moral model james like you know, yeah, like, we had to sneak to watch the simpsons i, too, I tell but, people often that i felt like when i started going to church we were the sim there's an episode where bart simpson is trying to be a flanders kid and <laughs> You probably have no idea what I'm talking I've about seen right it. now. Okay. I know. Yeah, and, man, and it's like, he can't be a Flanders. That's not in his nature. And that's like how, <laughs> how I felt going to church, you know? So like, uh, but yeah, <laughs> He-Man, I mean, I had, he, I had all of it, <laughs> the He-Man stuff. Smurfs, I did, I think what I thought was stupid. So, oh, well, uh, you know, cause I don't like the color I blue. I probably wouldn't have been interested. <laughs> that was, <laughs> wouldn't have been interested, except it was yeah. like, you can't watch that. But, but, but I do I think you, you said prudish, like. Christians being offended by the culture, not just not just saying that's be, not wise, but like offended that somebody would do this and being but like we boycotted Disney, right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, what else did we boycott as as Christians? I think the better question is what didn't Christians <laughs> boycott at some point in the nineteen <laughs> 80s? We started 90s. cancel culture. <laughs> yeah, Often, I mean, yeah, we're critical of cancel culture, but we started it. It's so true, and I think you know. Bottom line is, we start talking, you know, as we talk about some of these issues, and you hit, uh, you know, talking about schooling. So going back to the pyramid of doctrine and uh, preferences yeah. and, and uh, convictions, so. Can someone have a strong conviction about schooling? Absolutely. And uh, we get asked a lot of times, like, that why we made the choices we've made for our kids in regards to schooling. And yeah. I know you guys have, and you guys have done everything. everything. That's you, because I like to make fun of everybody. So I'm <laughs> so like, I, like, I can make fun of homeschoolers. I can make fun of private schoolers. I can make fun <laughs> You make fun of public schoolers because I've done it all. Uh, I'm just trying to identify. There may and be I a think, little bit of truth to that, actually. You know, I think... You maybe you said this already, but where we talked about before we started recording, but and all of these things, uh, it is crucial that we examine our motives. Yeah, absolutely. So if a, if a family is deciding to homeschool, mm-hmm. um, if a family, I would a hundred percent affirm and support that choice for someone. Yeah. If someone was deciding Christian school, absolutely. Uh, if you're deciding public school, yeah, I think mm-hmm. we have to get into why we're doing this. And yeah. I really do think this is something that families shouldn't assume the one is the right choice all the time as a blanket for their family or for another family, because yeah. there may be times in the Holy Spirit uh, in his wisdom convicts us that it's a yes. time and different season for different opportunity. And there's, yeah. there's a thousand, we can't, this one issue, we can't talk about every possible scenario of why someone would choose this, but that gets yeah. back to motive. And I think if your motive uh, for homeschooling or motive for Christian school is 
the world is evil and I'm going to protect my child from that. Mm-hmm. That's that's noble, but I also think it's impossible to protect them from everything. Uh, now, if you it, if it comes more from an aspect of like I because we have many friends who homeschool, uh, I'm kind of I want to invest this child and this child and make sure they're grounded so that I can launch them well. Yeah, absolutely. But I think it comes back to like is your it comes back to motive and what's the motive? And the same is for Christian school, and then the same is for public yeah. school. Are you just sending your kid to public school because well? I, that's just what you do. That's the easiest choice. Well, you know, we have kids uh, in public school and have seen that as an opportunity to engage culture. Yeah. Uh, uh, but it, we have another child who doesn't, who's not in public school, who's in a private school, and because it was the best choice for him. And so we've got, just like you guys, we have in our own family have different because mm-hmm. we're looking at the needs, and that's how we have chosen to approach it. Right. Uh, and I know different families have different rationales. Comes back to motive. Yeah. Yeah. And I have a lot of thoughts on this. I mean, I, I think, so I think one thing I would say is if you're trying to make a decision about what to do with your child, that, that you need to, and the council multitudes are safety. And so I definitely think there needs to be multiple people you ask, Hey, why did you make this decision? And we always need to be wary of someone who makes a convictional thing. So let's say it's a convictional thing, a doctrinal thing. Uh, and so, cause it's not, it's not a doctrinal thing. It's not in the Bible, homeschool or private school. Now it is doctrinal that we are to be responsible for this. And mm-hmm. we, you know, we take responsibility for the preparation of our kids. So, but how that's expressed is, is a convictional thing. So if they start to make it a doctrinal thing, just realize, Hey, they're a little imbalanced here, but ultimately like how we've approached it is our, our job is to prepare our children to be in the world, not of the world. Mm-hmm. So, cause Jesus prayed that for us. He wants yeah. us to be in the world and not of the world. So, so we do not homeschool. Because we don't want our kids in the world ever. Mm-hmm. Like, and if our homeschooling is just separating from the world and we're not preparing our children to ultimately engage the world, our homeschooling is missing the heart of Jesus. Right. So again, I'm not saying the homeschooling is wrong. And we did that for several years and yep. we may do that again. Who knows? But um, it's not so that they would be separate from the world because that's not the call of the believer. The call mm-hmm. of the believer is to I- engage the world. Um so, so it's, it's, how do I, how do I equip them so that when they can be in the world and not of the world when they're adults? Now I will say that they're not necessarily called to be in the world and not of the world right now in the same way that we are as adults. And so I do think sometimes I have seen specifically pastors say, well, my children are in public school. You didn't say this. My children are in public school because it is an opportunity for us to engage lost. And I'm like, it is indeed yes. that, but that cannot be the motivator right. for sending your kids to schools because they're not a tool. Because they're for not, you yeah, they're not our tool to yes, grow your exactly. church. You uh-huh. know what I mean, or or whatever it might be. Which you didn't say that. You no. said you leverage that. Yeah. I think, and that's a difference. Mm-hmm. And maybe you could talk a little bit about. Yeah, that. you know, because essentially, you know, as we we felt very strongly, like as we prayed about, and we have as a family prayed about this specific decision, and this whole this whole podcast isn't about homeschooling just FYI we've <laughs> but but this is a great example of it um we prayed about it and considered it and you know ultimately we're like we've we felt like God was leading our family that this was a great uh, opportunity for our kids uh we really try to talk to them like about what's going on in the world and what's going on in life and what they're experiencing and you know uh we also uh 
made it a point that we were we were involved in the schools and so right. we we were there a lot yeah. especially in their elementary schools like we were we were volunteering uh, we were both mentoring uh, you're just kids. not as involved now because you got a blue water we have like parent yeah, wants to do everything yeah, exactly there was where we lived before there was a <laughs> yeah, right. um but we knew the we got to know the administrators and we got to know the teachers and and so we we you know, of course, there were things that our kids were exposed to that you don't want them exposed to. But at the same time, there are opportunities to talk through those things. So uh, is there a perfect solution? No, but we know that we that was the right decision for yeah, our family. And, and, and we're a servant to our children, you know, and I, and I said that I, how it gets out balanced. But I've seen this quote go around on um, social media and it's like how, how the, it's like maybe the reason God has called you to homeschool your children is because of the work he wants to do in you. And I'm like, uh, I get where that's coming from, mm. but that is a selfish reason to make a decision for your children yeah, because like what he wants to do in you. I'm like, nah, he, yeah. it's very clear. Like your goal as a parent is to, is to lead, is to shepherd, is to serve these children so that they go and leave and cleave and do the thing God called them to do. And I just think that's like, Sometimes we just view this as like, how does this fit into my journey? And I just, and I, and I think when we're starting there versus just what is the best thing for these children to be the eventual adults that God has called them to be? Mm -hmm. Because again, you know, they're only in our care for a little while. Right. They're gods. So right. I think we just need to be so careful that we don't, we don't carry anything that is us, you know, centric. Mm -hmm. Into that. And and so kind of shifting out of homeschool, because yeah. I'm tired of talking about that. <laughs> yeah. And is, for the record, just so you, if you heard us say that one choice is bad or good, you that is not what we said. We're saying motive, wisdom, seek the Lord, and don't let don't let the sole reason be like, I'm just gonna pull my kids right. out or push them into or, or, or I don't want to be them, around them ever. or push them out. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, pull them in to shelter them and protect yeah, yeah. them and isolate them or just push them out because I don't want to deal with right, this. Right. Like yeah. 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 Anyway, yeah. So so, so yeah. So I think I think like the same kind of mentality when it comes to like what we're exposed to and all those things is there like you know, are, are we trying to escape or are we trying to protect? Right. I think that is really the question. Now, now I would say there's probably a lot of stuff that just we don't need to fill our time with. But like, don't think just because I filled that with something with a Christian label. Mm-hmm. That I'm actually listening to the Lord. Yeah. Like, yeah. don't think just because I'm busying myself up with church activity mm -hmm. that I'm actually listening to the Lord. Like, God has a call on your life right. to be an ambassador for his sake for this kingdom. So you, everything you're doing is strengthening you, preparing you for who you're going to be for eternity, but also how God wants to use you for eternal purposes right now. And I just think we're not even... We're thinking, we're not even thinking about that a yeah. lot when we make these kind of decisions. Yeah, because I think a lot of it is just, I just don't want to, I don't want to see that. I don't, I want, like the isolation and protection. And so like we, we do, there is this line, we, we are called to guard our minds, you know, like scripture, Paul says, don't be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. Uh, what we don't want is to slip into it uh, like this naivete of like what actually is going on in the world and how to engage. Um, 
you know, talking about parenting, like it's, you know, we, we need to equip our kids for how to handle situations and, and world issues that are going on, which means we need to be informed and we right, have to be intentional right. in those yeah. conversations. Uh, we're not just throwing them out there. Uh, we've got to have those conversations and, and teach them. But then not just, I think we, we've talked about parenting a lot, but it also goes for our own selves. Like it's, I think some people want, want to shelter themselves yeah. because let's face it, like, you read the news, like the world's, de- it's the hard, it's right. depressing, it's broken, point. it's messed That's up. And so point. it's just easier. So, so good point. I'm oh, talk. thanks, man. <laughs> total. <laughs> total. But it's like, it's just, it. it's easier to ignore it. It's right. easier to turn it off. And there are times I do think it is healthy <laughs> yes, to turn right, it off. Right. Turn off the noise. Uh, yeah. Because we do get, but like, we cannot ignore the world we live in. And you have to be informed. You have to be like, we should be, as Christians, we should be reading the news from multiple news sources, not just the one that uh, we affirms our political leanings. So we're talking about that next week. But like, we should be reading, we should be, like, I talk about like praying the news. Like you should be reading and seeing these issues that are going on and, and praying through these things. Like, Lord, uh, he, but we can't isolate and pull and we can't operate in this naivety of like uh, naivete i forget maybe if i had a better education i would know the right way to say that sheltered uh, so sheltered but um, your mom's like a public school principal she, she was a yeah elementary yeah, okay, school yeah, principal yeah, for yeah so i yeah. was not <laughs> metro atlanta yeah yeah suburban atlanta that's right so i think um culturally we want to shelter ourselves too and i was thinking in terms of sheltering like i think even in our own area, in, in our community of Niceville, uh, like yeah. this is a great, great place to live. I mean, mm-hmm. everyone who lives here, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it loves it. Um, but I think the reason sometimes people love living here is because it feels a little sheltered right. from- It does. We're, we're from some diverse. of the, yeah, it's, it's not, not as diverse. diverse. There's not as many, there are issues in our community, of course, right. and, yeah. uh, but there's not as many, they're not as pronounced, they're a little more hidden. Uh, we are dealing with some of the same issues that bigger right. cities are dealing with and crime. Yeah. And But the point of saying that is a lot of those motivations actually have nothing to do with protecting ourselves or sheltering ourselves from sin or sinful mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. or guarding our minds. They just, they have, you can desire to be sheltered and have mm-hmm. it be, have nothing to do with the Lord. Yeah. Well, you know, speaking, we talked about Orphan Sunday being this past Sunday and, you know, anytime I say this, you know, people are like, oh, you're saying everyone has to. And I said this Sunday, I'm not saying everyone has to, I'm saying a lot should. I mean, mm. and, and I think that we want, like, people are like, well, you know, how do you deal with the the heartache of foster care, kids coming in and out of your house? And I'm like, it is heartbreaking, but the greater heartbreak is if I do nothing, you know? Mm. And I, I, I think that we we protect our kids from from heartache in this world, you know, by not engaging with the world. And again, there's a differentiation between watching the Simpsons and being around people who act like the Simpsons. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because, you know, watching the Simpsons, you're why, why, like, what's the point? You know what I mean? But, but being around people who watch the Simpsons and who, who like, which is still on, that's crazy. That's still it relevant is. illustration. But anyway, like, so I, I'm, I'm a big, big opponent of church league sports. Mm-hmm. 
opponent. Yeah. Now I will say this: Cross Point in our town does basketball because no one no provides to, it yeah, in our community. So I'm a, I'm a proponent of that, and I actually support them and help coach. So I want to make that very clear. But when there's a city league, mm-hmm. w- if we're in the world, not of the world, we need to be out coaching and out being parents. And being salt and and light in that, and I have to remind myself of that because I get a little competitive <laughs> sometimes. But like you know, we 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 need to be out there. And why are we? And and, and I'll be honest with you, I think most of the reason why is because we want our kids to play more, not mm-hmm. because we want to avoid yeah the world. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. And I think that has a lot to do with what has happened in the subculture mm-hmm. because it's like we can affirm ourselves and pride ourselves in being a part of the bigger fish in the smaller pond of the Christian subculture. Yeah. Um, and that's just not what Jesus has called us to do. Right. I think as we talk through a lot of these issues, there's so much liberty uh, in uh, the spirit of the Lord is there's freedoms, right? Like in the, in the preference and convictions and I think where a lot of the tension is, is that we tend to elevate our convictions yeah. uh, to doctrine and, or we don't know how to think about something or we don't know what we think. Yeah, and right. so we look at other people who we respect, who do make good choices and we see their convictions and we just yeah. elevate that to doctrine as well. Yeah. And, and you know, I, if, questions if, are not scary. <laughs> right. Questions are not scary too. Like, if Jesus is the truth, if the mm-hmm. word of God is the truth, why are we so scared of questions like about evolution? Like, right. hey, let's look at what the Bible says right. about that. You know, you know, it's kind of like, at- it's kind of like, you know, we want our kids so much to believe that we are, we can over like be overly scared when they have doubts, you know, and I would, you know, we were having a conversation with one of our kids who's, who I, who's a believer. Uh, he was just like, I, I'm, I just don't understand this. I'm having some doubts. Like, yeah. first you need to know, it is okay, okay. to question this because right. your questions are only, and so as you're questioning through decisions, mm-hmm. like they should only, like our, our questioning Have things, mercy on those who doubt, doubt yeah. Jude 22. And like those questions should only, will will ultimately lead to stronger conviction right. yeah. and preference if we're seeking the Lord. And, you know, and I think that that's, that's the bottom line in all this is that so much gets left out of like, it's okay to wrestle through this and, and some of these issues to come to different uh, conclusions that are people. And I think we also, you know, as adults, because have to think through how am I guarding my mind? Yeah, right. How am I sheltering? And I, you know, I'll give this illustration. Um, so there's a show that a lot of people are watching called Ted Lasso uh, on Apple TV, and it's I've hilarious. Seen, I've seen one episode, and so I watched several of the episodes because several people that I like, they are great people, sound people, were tweeting about it, how funny it was. And I was like, well, I want to check this out. And we had a free, I wouldn't pay for it. We had a free subscription because of Again, our- Again, uh, why does not drink pumpkin spice? <laughs> That's right. And so I watched it and it was hilarious. Uh, there, It was so funny. Like so on quirky. a level of like- um, it was just kind of like, like my, if I'm me up here and how funny I am, where is it? <laughs> I mean, you're a, you're like off the chart. Okay. 11. Okay. Yeah, it was yeah. a definite solid five. Okay. Though. I got it. <laughs> but it was just funny. It was dry. But one thing about it uh, is they kept saying the F word over and mm. over and over. Mm. And I am like, that is not necessarily a temptation for me to like mm-hmm. just go <laughs> start, start dropping F bombs. You know? But here's what I found. 
is that after watching a few episodes, Uh-oh. I found myself thinking that. And I'm being transparent here, you know, so I was like, that's a major red flag. And it wasn't, I wasn't binge watching it. So it wasn't even that I was like watching, it was like an episode a week. And I was like, you know what? I got to stop. Like that is not healthy. Uh, and it was He's talking about because, fear, the word fear. Yeah. Because that's not in our <laughs> vocabulary right. as Christians. No fear. <laughs> you know, but but it, but then go to context. Like, so uh, before ministry, like I taught for a year in, in public school. And if you think like, uh, and some of our public school teachers, especially in the secondary level could agree with this. Like, if you think like, the things that your kids are exposed to, like there's some crazy stuff that happens with teachers at that level. And the, specifically the stage of life I was in, the teachers that I was teaching with and the language that was around, but it totally did not affect me. I, I did not find that rubbing off on me at all. But for whatever reason, this show was like, make him, and I was like, I gotta cut it Jason off. Jason Sudeikis is so charming. He is so charming. Yeah, I think that, you know, back to what you referenced, doctrines, convictions, preferences. And I I think it really comes down to, so like people have different preferences on worship style. Mm -hmm. And there's not a right or wrong. Really? People have, I'm completely unaware of these preferences. I I shield you from some of those (laughs) things. But, uh, you know, there is a right for a group of people, you know. And I think, you know, when it comes to our family, when it comes to us personally, you know, there might not be a right or wrong about some of these things, mm-hmm. but there is a right for us. Yeah. And and we have the right to voice our concern to other people about their choices. And, and if we're in their life, that gives us opportunity to do that. Something that just when we talk about all this stuff, because I do think one of the reasons we're viewed as too sheltered is because we uh, hold to a standard that God has, you know, we, you know, we're, we, we we believe mm-hmm. certain things that are have progressed in our culture are not helpful for our culture or for people. But Paul, when he's walking in Athens, he sees a city full of idols. I mean, he sees mm-hmm. a pagan culture, and it says that his spirit was provoked within him. Yeah. And I think that as a Christian, I want to be provoked by the culture and not offended by right, the culture. That's good. So that's what I want my children to be too. Like when I see the fact that people view sexuality and marriage different than me, when I see the fact that people don't respect each other by the way, the language they use and the mm-hmm. sexual humor they use and the the profanity they use, when I see that people engage in listening and watching and all that, like I want to be provoked to help them see how Jesus is better, not a subculture is better. And I'm not offended. I'm not offended because look, that Mm -hmm. we talk about this, that doesn't, being exposed to that doesn't cause me to sin. My sin comes from within my heart. And I think when we're looking at the plank in our own eye, Mm, because it's closer, we're able to see clearly to take the speck out of brother's eye. Again, engage and see clearly. And so, you know, I just, I just think it kind of does fit into what we've been talking about is that we've got to be following Jesus. Jesus. And we got to be trying to, with counsel, making the best decisions based on our doctrine and convictions, and then, and then engage people at the convictional level, mm-hmm. um, definitely at the doctrinal level. And I just think it's going to be a tension we wrestle with and we live in a yes. hyper-sexualized, yeah. hyper-sensualized, uh, hyper-gratified hyper yeah. culture. Yep. And we're going to be exposed to this. Our children are going to be exposed to this. And how do we do our best to keep their eyes on the right thing and to correct? Yeah. Correct. To correct. And I, yeah. you know, I think specifically, you know, you talked about parenting and 
my kids and I'm sure your kids, and if you have kids, they've accused you this probably, they get mad and they're like, you're just trying to shelter us because of something I won't let them yeah. watch. I'm like, you know what? You are absolutely right because yeah. of your age and where you are, like you're not ready for this right. and, you know, and helping them understand and that's okay. And so I would just say in that you, you alluded to it, like it is there are there are things and preferences or convictions that are right for this group and as a as a family unit i uh, and then also for yourself like you've got to know like what are your hangups what are your triggers what are your mm-hmm. uh, temptations and you should guard against those and it's wise to do that uh, yeah. and and that might look different for how you flesh that out in your own life in your own family than someone else and we, you know, we've uh, learned a lot from other people. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, mm-hmm. we we don't do we don't parent the same way in this regard. But you got a valid point there, and it may be something I need to think about. And I think mm-hmm. that's where we just have to be incredibly mm-hmm. humble uh, and yeah. just be like, you know, what, we're all figuring this out too. Yeah, two two parting things I would say that one is even with our we both have larger families. It's it's not one size fits all in our family, yeah. so it's certainly not every for every different. family. Yeah. And then secondly, is a state a statement I say as a leader, but also in our home is until further notice, which means like <laughs> this is the we had to make a decision yeah. about this thing. It doesn't mean this is forever, but this is until further notice. This is mm-hmm. what we're gonna do because I want to always be open and humble to what the Lord might do. Um, and you know, man, this is an area of liberty, yeah. like. If you're, I just want to encourage you that if your desire is to honor God and to specifically, cause it's pressure is more with children and to help them honor God and you choose homeschool or private school or public school, but that's your intention. God honors that yeah. and he helps you in that. And there's just so much grace. And so let's be gracious to one another about the choices that we make. There's a lot of freedom. Now, for our freedom doesn't give us liberty to sin and to not care. Serve one another. But uh, we want to uh, engage the world, uh, be in the world, not of the world. And and that's why. So, so you can drink pumpkin spice from Starbucks, even though Justin thinks you're a sellout. If you I might slightly judge you. <laughs> but, I don't. I don't. But, you know, I was just thinking, everyone's going to come to different conclusions. I mean, my wife conclusions. Me for spending that much money. But. <laughs> right. But here's the end of the day. This is why the, the church is the body of Christ. And it takes, and, it's, and it, it's beautiful, actually, when you think about different people landing in different places about this and how we all strengthen and encourage and serve each well, other. All a this. part of the bark. So Some of right. you are the appendix. That's right. We're worried about why you even are there and <laughs> that you're going to rupture and blow us all up but, <laughs> but you're all part of the body well on that note <laughs> we're going to wrap it up and next week we're continuing in this uh, series Problems with Christians and we're going to be talking about Christians being seen as too political uh, and that's that's just pretty cut and dry and easy that'll be pretty short right I'm <laughs> quick, sure quick, quick so answer, uh, that's it hey thanks don't be <laughs> don't stop me. it stop okay hey thanks for tuning in we'll see you next time thanks for listening to Boggy Talk we are so glad you joined in the conversation go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss a beat